0: perfect Christian life podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everyone, welcome back to the not so perfect Christian life podcast with me and Hannah. Tonight we are talking about the lovely subject of guilt. (laughs) Um, I'm really hoping that it's not going to feel too heavy. (laughs) Hannah, I'm going to hand over to you so you can start us off so you can choose whether to make it really light or really heavy right from the
1: start. I'm going to go for really heavy right from the start.
0: (laughs) Can I exit this podcast then? No.
1: (laughs) No, I've kind of, well, I don't know what you had in mind when you suggested this one, Joy, either, but I've, I've been really pondering it the last week and in my head I've kind of ended up structuring it a little bit I don't know if this will suit your thoughts around the topic either but I've kind (laughs) of where I've landed is I've ended up structuring it into objective guilt or like guilt as a noun maybe and subjective guilt like guilt as a verb and so I've just been like separating those a little bit and then thinking about them because I think they're quite distinct so what I mean by that yeah because, I'm glad that you expand on <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> yeah before I go any further what I mean by that is just thinking about guilt as a topic and how we experience guilt or feel guilt Um, I think you can kind of divide up a little bit into well one are we guilty because you know, if you're feeling guilt or you're experiencing Mm -hmm. guilt, it might be because you are guilty. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah. And so that's a sort of objective reality of like, am I guilty in this situation? Yes or no. Um, But then I've been thinking quite a lot about sort of more subjective guilt where you feel a sense of guilt, Mm. but you're not necessarily guilty. It could be that you are accusing yourself um and really yeah. struggling to judge the accuracy of how you feel. Like I feel guilty, but is that accurate in terms of am I guilty or do I just feel mm. really awful about this situation? But and then also like accusations from other people and just thinking about I've been thinking quite a bit about that of how you process other people's perceptions and perspectives on the situation, same situation. And how you kind of, how that makes you feel and then trying to figure out if that feeling is actually aligned with reality. So I've I've kind of been thinking, that's how I've been thinking. um, And I've kind of had a lot of thinking around that idea of subjective guilt or kind of um, perception of guilt when you might not actually be guilty. Because I feel like that is potentially, for me anyway, far more of a time-consuming issue in my life yeah um, particularly recently but just trying to figure out like is this justified to feel this have I actually done anything wrong that I need to apologize for or I need forgiveness for or Mm. is this a difference in perception and perspective or is this for me, I like, I think a lot of when I feel guilty comes out of a misplaced sense of responsibility. So I feel responsible for things that I'm not responsible for all the time. And then if something happens and you think you're responsible, it's very easy to feel guilty, isn't it? Um, yeah, but that's quite often misplaced, but there is a, there is a reality that we are guilty of quite a lot so it's not always misplaced to feel guilty and then I suppose you know we would probably talk about wouldn't we the fact that all of humanity is guilty before its creator of rejecting the creator and rejecting relationship with him so in a nutshell there you go that has been my thinking (laughs) it'd be quite good to talk around both of those things but where did you kind of land with it where did you kind of what was on your mind when you were thinking through the topic of guilt
0: um well firstly that was really excellent i really loved that, that everything you just said <laughs> oh, there good, oh good because that's really a lot helpful more.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great <laughs> um no that's really helpful i guess my mind went to the objective guilt and i yeah. wonder whether that's because um yeah, as a prison chaplain that I'm surrounded by people that actually are objectively guilty. Yeah. So my mind went to that much yeah. more naturally of like then how do you talk and help people who are guilty rightly so in the sense of they've done something wrong and yeah. they need to now work through that. Yeah. Um but actually what you were t- saying about the subjective guilt really made me think that I have often struggled with that myself. Like, for example, I've sat in meetings where I've either said something or um, behaved in a particular way. And then I've I've really, like, gone over and over
1: what I've said
0: or the conversation in my mind and then felt guilty about it. And I find it really difficult to, like, then hold that lightly or invite Jesus into that and i feel a yeah. like tremendous sense of guilt in it sometimes just because i've had a difference of opinion to other
1: people yeah yeah. Which I'm
0: generally okay with, but then you you just find yourself sort of hearing that accusing voice of yeah, like, yeah. you shouldn't have said that, and then yeah. you end up thinking, oh, did I? So the amount of times, I've lost track of the amount of times that I've gone and apologized to someone yeah. for something, yeah. and they're like, what? I didn't <laughs> even think anything of it. And you, they're not just being polite, like they, yeah. they've sort of looked at me really surprised, and so i thought, okay, well, on the one hand, I'd rather be someone that apologizes um when there isn't something than not apologize when there yeah. is yeah but on the other side of it I've just tied myself up in knots over something yeah. that I really didn't need to yeah I mean you're right it takes so much time and energy and then as you say it's quite difficult to see in those situations whether you are actually guilty of something like God's normally very good at like helping me to process it and yeah. sometimes I'll talk to John about yeah. it and be like oh I said this do you think that was okay la 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 but it's still taking a lot of time and energy and it's it's yeah. quite difficult to like to work out how much of that sort of going over it to work out what you've done is a helpful thing and how much of it is just not a helpful thing because it's yeah. sort of perpetuating this feeling of guilt. So that's what I ended up thinking about. I could think of loads of times where I've just done that and thinking, I'm not sure that I was guilty in that
1: situation, but I naturally
0: jumped to a sense of guilt very quickly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I think that's why I started thinking about it actually, because I've really noticed that about myself recently of how I will quite quickly apologize for things, um, not all the time, I'm not professing to be like, wonderful. (laughs) But I will quite often apologize for things. And then when I ponder it a little bit longer, I can then feel quite frustrated with myself because I'm like, hang on a minute, why did I apologize? Yeah, actually, when I think about it in the cold light of day, that person was really out of order. (laughs) Yeah, and just because I think I think it takes a bit of time sometimes, doesn't it? If someone's reacted, or even if you yourself has reacted, and you feel a lot in the moment, but that moment will pass, and then you'll have a calmer moment to sort of consider mm. what actually happened there. And sometimes I just land in very different places when I'm in the heat of a moment than when I'm out of the moment. And but I just I just realised that in terms of my objective guilt, because I feel so thoroughly cleansed by the blood of Jesus, that one, it doesn't linger for me in the same way. I kind of feel like, well, I remember when I was a teenager, before I really encountered the Holy Spirit in a powerful way, just feeling this frustration of like, how can I be good? I want to be good. But my attempts at it just seemed to fall so short and this one particular um time I had like I was just I just felt like maybe maybe if I helped or maybe if I kind of gave back or something that would make me feel better Mm. so I started this when I was in sixth form and I started volunteering um to befriend an elderly lady who lived by the sixth form college because they had like a I don't really know why they had that up and running. I've not come across anything quite like it. And to, and now that I work in the community, I'm like that was a safeguarding nightmare. Like they didn't they just sent me in to start visiting this woman and anyway, anyway, and um anyway, so I visited her every week and we got on quite well, but then one week she was just in a really bad mood and it all went like like south quite quickly and I didn't really understand why and I still don't really understand why I just imagine she had a lot of her own stuff and I was Mm. probably quite young and unaware of a lot of it within a poor safeguarding context um (laughs) and and so then I just remember feeling like oh lord I've tried like I've tried I've tried to do something and I can't even do that and so then I went to um a big Christian camp that summer and I that was the first time, I think I've mentioned it before, that was the first time I'd really encountered the Holy Spirit. And I just felt guilt about all sorts of things and a frustration, guilt made largely around a relationship that I've mentioned before and a frustration that I felt like I just can't get things right. I want to feel different. I want to feel good. That's the only way I can really describe it. And just going to that... um, conference and going forward for prayer and just feeling like I don't think it was my conversion moment it was definitely my baptism in the spirit moment and sort of just saying to Jesus I'm guilty yeah I'm so guilty I can't seem to do anything about it Jesus Can you just help me? And just feeling the desperation of it. Like I can't do anything about it. I need you, Mm. Jesus. And then just feeling like an overwhelming sense of his presence that was cleansing. I just, I felt so clean and he came and washed me. And then that was my first experience of the prophetic. So people came and prayed for me and um, I just could not believe that they knew some of the things they knew about me. And then a lot of it again was on that lines of he's washing you clean. He's washed you clean. You can let it go. And I have, from that moment, I have just, that did something really powerful. And I have just mm. sort of feel like I've let go of that objective guilt. Like I was guilty before God. I was guilty of not loving Him, living for myself, committing continual sins that I could do nothing about, couldn't stop, couldn't change. And in that moment, He just has come and washed me clean. And I am forever clean in his sight i am forget forever not guilty in his sight that's the objective reality of my life now mm, until i yeah. meet him um so and i feel that and i suppose i imagine you've got a similar sort of story as well haven't you Of sort of those moments where you just really realize i am objectively blameless before him not guilty before him have you have you got your own sort of experiences and sort of stories of that? Or was yours a little bit different? I
0: think mine was a gradual thing rather than a...
1: Moment of...
0: Like a moment, yeah. Although I guess at the point where you commit your life to Jesus, you're acknowledging... That's the topsy-turvy thing of it, isn't it? Because you're acknowledging your complete inability to do anything to sort out your guilty verdict yeah yeah um you 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 have to this is why it's so difficult I think sometimes the offer's there but I think it's difficult for people to accept it people find it difficult to accept it because they've got to acknowledge and accept that guilty
1: verdict over them yeah and yeah. then, which I could late. wholeheartedly accept. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. no argument about it. <laughs> yeah, but
0: then it is a bit like you know, if you're doing evangelism on the street or whatever, and you are talking to people about their lives, like yeah. people will say, you know, I've done a few things wrong, but generally in the cosmic balance, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty okay. Yeah, you know, but as a as a Christian, like in order to be a Christian, there's that whole laying down of all of that and going. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So yeah. I've absolutely screwed this up. Like, and I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah and I deserve that guilt, and I accept that guilt, so it's not just the deserving of it, but I accept that guilty verdict, I agree with this, I agree with it, yeah, Yeah. because you can, you can sort of get it, but like, accepting it, as in you're not fighting against it, because, you know, it's a bit like, if someone tells you you've done something wrong, sometimes you can be really defensive, like, what, no I didn't, what, that's, you know, you can't say that, but actually, like, accepting acknowledging and accepting that guilty verdict is a really big deal but also then laying down your ability to rectify it yeah is really big of going I acknowledge this I accept it and I can do absolutely nothing about this yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Like, it's so humbling. That's yeah. why I think it's... That's, yeah. the, that's the step into the kingdom, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's it's absolutely throwing yourself, like, full pelt onto Jesus, yeah. which we need to do. Yeah. The, the point where we're still sitting there going, I can sort this out, or I can do all this good stuff, or I can, you know, I can work my way up. Yeah. We, we, we haven't got it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think... That for me, generally, I've, yeah, I've definitely understood and I feel like I can deal with, you know, those accusations that come into your mind or from the enemy of, like, well, you've mucked it up and coming back to God. I think for me, and I think we've talked about this before in the forgiveness one, the more you know objectively how much he's cleansed your guilt, the quicker you can come back to him. So I think that's normally a good sign of, like, if you really truly understand what he's done for you and how he's cleansed you, then immediately after sinning and repenting, yeah. you can come back into his presence. Yeah. Whereas I think, and knowing that you're free from guilt. Yeah. Um, but, I, and, but I think there have been times that over the last, I was thinking about over the last month, and I think I mentioned it when we were chatting with Wendy Mann, there have just been a few things where I, you know, you have those times where you just become properly aware of your own sin.
1: Yeah, um, yeah
0: and it sounds bad because I should be aware of it all the time but you have those days or weeks or months where you just feel like every day yeah you're aware of how much you're mucking it up yeah and um and trying to hold that in balance is quite difficult of like yeah I'm mucking it up I'm forgiven whatever but I I spent a lot of time just sitting with Jesus where he would just yeah I think like I shared where he would say to me joy your." You're, wa- you're in white robes, like I've washed you clean. Yeah. And so it reminds me that actually you can know this stuff, but you have to keep yeah, like remembering it, don't you? Yeah, it's not something yeah. that happens when you first become a Christian. Yeah, You have to keep going back over this. And even though this might not be an area of weakness in terms of, Like, I know I sin, I know I can come back to God straight away. That might not be an area that you struggle with. Like, it's still really helpful. You'll still go through points, I think, where you go, oh, yeah, I need to just keep remembering that he has washed me clean. And particularly on those days where you're particularly aware of your own sin.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I would say that is dealing with subjective guilt, having the bedrock of objective guilt taken away or like just sort of yeah. saying I think we I think a lot of us struggle like you're you're explaining there as well like I, I do you think the Holy Spirit brings things to mind to help us change and move on from them and I think also sometimes we and other people and definitely the devil accuse us of stuff that we shouldn't own or hold on to and I think like it's really essential before even trying to sort of deal with it, all of that is to just kind of say, well, am I guilty or not? Like before God, am I guilty or not? And people yeah. listening now as well can just ask that question. Am I guilty before God or not? Because if you've put your trust in Jesus, if you've said yes to him, accepted him, knowing that you don't have all the answers or like yes. you're just on this journey <laughs> where it's going to be really messy. But once you've nailed that of like, I am his he is mine, mine. I am born yeah. again I have the spirit living in me then that's done and that is there yeah. and it cannot be erased like you can't be unborn again once you're born again and so you're like you talked about it in terms of that legal language your the legal position of you has gone from guilty to not guilty and yeah like the bible it uses a lot of kind of legal language around that doesn't it I mean it talks about like how the law condemns us the law of Christ and then we're dead to the law aren't we we're just our legal position is not guilty and so it's critical to be that (laughs) and to know that and then that is your bedrock for dealing with like you're talking about there like the ongoing things in life that come up and sometimes I'm sure you'd agree with this as well. The Holy Spirit brings stuff up that happened in the past to kind of heal you of it and kind of um, resolve it with you and move forward. But sometimes it is acknowledging guilt, like past guilt, isn't it? Sometimes it's acknowledging like current guilt or whatever, that how he's working, he's sort of trying to heal us and restore us and move us from guilt to love and wholeness of life um Mm. but if it's there it does need dealing with as well so on the one it's it's a strange thing isn't it so on the one hand you're you're legally not guilty but on the other hand as life progresses and you continue you are going to continually do things that you're guilty of but because your bedrock foundation is not guilty that works forward into the future covering you yeah or whatever you're going to do but you do still sometimes need to acknowledge things for the sake of your own heart and for the sake of relationship with other people so I'm meandering a bit now but you know sometimes you although it's done and dusted you are not guilty if you do do things in life that you shouldn't have done they will impact you and they will impact your relationships and so learning how to Forgive yourself. Forgive other people is really critical, isn't it, for like living a whole, full, healed life. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Because guilt. Um, I was I was chatting with a lady in prison who was really struggling with guilt, and you know there will be people listening who will go, "Well, they're in prison; they should be," but um, but they're doing their time, mm. and she's got remorse for it—real, real, real mm. remorse. And I was sitting there and chatting with her about it, and she, she knows God. And I was saying to her, you know, you, what, what more can you do? Mm. What, what, what more can you do? You know, and she said, like, I just don't think I deserve to have a good life. I don't think I deserve to move forward, I, mm. you know, because I feel so bad for what I've done. And I was like, the thing is, at the point at which guilt has sort of led to remorse and repentance, yeah. it's then lost its use. Because I think if we didn't have some sense of guilt, then we'd just go around behaving as we wanted and no one would ever sort of feel any sense of remorse or repentance for something. Like repentance, I guess, coming before God and saying, I want to behave differently. But But I was saying to her, like, you've... You can't do any more now and guilt is just like shackling you. It's just holding you back because every time you move forward, it's just like a chain that just keeps pulling you back. And I gave her this picture of like, you've almost got a chain attached to your foot. And every time, every time you try to move forward, because she mm. said, I feel like I move forward. And then it's five steps back. And I was like, yeah, mm. because you're shackled by guilt. Like, yeah. Because every time you move forward and you feel like you're making progress and you're like, guilt, guilt says to you, no, no, you don't deserve that. Yeah. You behave like this yeah. and just keeps bringing it up. And I'm, you know, and I said, and I'm, I know that God doesn't want that because yeah. he, you know, he said it is finished on the cross. And I, you know, I feel like everything Jesus says is absolutely deliberate and purposeful and we should listen to it. And when he says it is finished, it's because he's saying you don't need to do anything else. Like yeah. I've, I've yeah. sorted this. I've yeah. done this. You, yeah. Here's the gift. You yeah. don't have to like, I've done it. Now you add your bit in and then we'll be sorted. Like yeah. he's gone. I've completed this. I've completely satisfied what needs to happen here and you yeah. don't need to do anything yeah. um, other than like come to me when you get something wrong and accept that forgiveness but there's nothing you can do to like save yourself yeah. um, and you know we just spent a long time talking about it and I just thought you know as Christians I watch Christians live a lot shackled by guilt mm. and it's a really tricky one because we n- might know the right answers mm. But actually, whether we choose to live by it or not. And, and ultimately, I was thinking that if we are still choosing to live with guilt, because it is a choice, I think, in mm-hmm. like, it's a choice to worry, it's a choice to do all these other things, we choose to live with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we're saying that Jesus' death wasn't enough. Yeah. Um yeah. and we would never we would never say that to someone, you know, yeah. we would never say, Oh, we don't really think that Jesus' death accomplished what he thought it would. But I'm like, well, if we're living with guilt, then we are saying that because yeah. we are choosing to go. I'm gonna hang on to something that he's actually defeated and set me free from.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I just more and more I've been thinking a lot about living in the freedom of what he's won. Yeah. And I was like, he's won me freedom from guilt. Yeah. Uh, why do I want to stay? trapped in that yeah um when he's like he couldn't possibly do anymore like you yeah. know often I feel like Jesus is going I've I've done it like yeah. enjoy it yeah live it out live out yeah. the freedom but we yeah. just sort of lived continue to live trapped it's like someone's let us go but we've gone Nah, I think I'm gonna stay here yeah and you're like what We're, but he's but he set us free from it and so then I guess it comes back to whether we truly believe that he set us free from it, like in our mind and our heart. Yeah. Um, because we can always feel guilty. And it comes back a bit to what you were saying. Like if we are Christians, we've put our faith and trust in Jesus. It doesn't matter whether we feel guilty yeah, because yeah. he has set us free. And that's yeah. where your feelings are sending a, you down the wrong path.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: eternally you are not guilty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Whereas, of course, if you're not a believer in Jesus, then eternally um, yeah. you, you are in that dock of your own life. You know, yeah. you, you are the one that's got to accept that punishment. Whereas I'm like, I'd much rather accept the free gift of Jesus going, I'll go in the dock for you and you yeah. get to go free. So it's, yeah. that, that's the question also with this. is like for anyone listening, you know, who's in the dock of your life um, for your, what you've done in your life? Is it Jesus Mm. or is it you and if Mm. it's you that's hefty hefty weight and burden upon you Mm. for everything you've ever done wrong in your life
1: Mm.
0: when Jesus is like standing next to you going I'll do this like I'll stand there for you and it's just it's just wonderful isn't it because then you sit there and think well I can go free and he's going to accept all of this stuff that he has not possibly done wrong yeah he's not guilty of any of this yeah And he lets me go free. And so I think I want, I do want to, I do want to really live in that. And so I'm, I love it when Jesus like not only saved me, but keeps reminding me of what Mm. he's done for me because Mm. he just, he wants us to live in it. He wants us to have the freedom of it. Cause when we truly know freedom from guilt, like you said, it is amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I really love that um, bit in Romans 8 where it says, like, who can bring any charge against yeah. God's elect? It is God himself who justifies, like, who can accuse us when the God of the universe has declared us to be not guilty? Um, and I think, like you've sort of been describing that it is almost too good to be true. Yeah. And I think if you feel that way is why you probably have grasped little bit of how good it is because it really is yeah nearly too good to be true like (laughs) who would who would do that who would at great cost to themselves wipe out all your most shameful horrendous parts moments thoughts um so that you can just go free and so that you can just you know not have it hovering over the rest of your life you get a fresh start you get a clean slate but I think it is quite hard in life then to kind of just that ongoing guilt know how to deal with that and and I think like there there may work there will be reality of ongoing guilt in our lives whether we you know whether we've accepted Jesus and we've had that wiped clean eternally or not there will be ongoing guilt in our life and I think sometimes people can be too quick. I don't know if you've come across this or experienced this as well. I do, Sometimes I feel like we people can be a bit quick to kind of not deal with that on an ongoing basis because they've got eternal forgiveness and it, because they yeah, are eternally yeah, not guilty, they can kind of think, well, I don't need to apologise in this situation or I don't need to try and make this right in this situation because I am eternally. And in in one sense, no, maybe you don't have to because you're still going to be forgiven of that. You will still be not guilty, but in terms of your ongoing relationship yeah. with God and people, you do need to, you do need to kind of deal with it. You do need to either forgive yeah. someone else, forgive yourself. You do need to apologize because we want to walk in our not guilty verdict not just kind of accept it and then just do what we want we want to kind of receive it and then keep living in the good of it by dealing with guilt as it comes and I think the thing is that when you've been declared not guilty finally by the father you can deal with guilt because it's not overwhelming because yeah like we've just said, who can bring any charge against God's elect when he himself has said we're not guilty? Who can condemn us? No one. Um, But then if we do do something wrong, we can acknowledge it and move forward because it doesn't define our lives. It doesn't define who we are. So I think sometimes you find that. I think sometimes you find people not taking seriously enough. You've done something wrong. You need to sort this out, you need to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But likewise, like I was saying at the start, sometimes I think you get this weird thing, there you know, were people just sort of owning guilt that they shouldn't own, like Christians mm. sort of and not being and I realised that I really do this of of just kind of like feeling guilty for things that are not mine to own, that are not mine to claim, and Jesus wouldn't want me to hold on to them. And mm. it's like I was trying to think of an example of it, and it's not it's not a very big example, but it's just a little daily example of how this, like, I feel like I'm trying to just feel like I'm a bit more aware of this recently of how, so I planned this really lovely holiday for us as a family. We're both 40 this year. So I planned a really lovely holiday mm-hmm. <laughs> to Turkey for all of that. It's what I really wanted to do for us as a family. And, um, uh, oh, it was just so, such a nightmare on the journey out there, for so many different reasons, so many things that went really wrong, and then Carryad, our youngest little one and a half year old, was seriously ill with hand, foot, and mouth. So the whole thing was just a bit of a nightmare. Mm. Not what I anticipated, but on that journey out, when so many things went wrong, I was I was really struggling with just being I was so cross with myself when we then arrived on holiday because I was feeling like oh had I planned this better then maybe that wouldn't have happened or like oh maybe I should have considered such and such a little bit more so like one of the things um this is just a little one though it felt like every step of the journey something went a bit wrong and one of them was when we arrived at the airport Having had a four-hour flight with a crying baby with hand foot and mouth that we didn't know until she started coming up in the spots on the plane. Ah! And um we arrive having had a really stressful flight, and our transfer's not there. And I was just like, ah, oh. and mm. I and I checked that before we'd gone as well, because I just didn't want anything, I wanted yeah. it to be seamless. <laughs> and we get there, it's raining. Um, which is also frustrating and they're just nowhere to be found. And we went to the different desks and um, just long story short, the company that I'd booked with had gone bust and no longer, no longer worked with, they changed their name, changed their organization. They no longer worked with the travel agent that we booked with. And actually because I'd been so organized and I'd planned so far in advance, the money had just been lost. Whereas if people had booked, a month or so before they were getting their money back because there was still quite a clear trail of it or whatever. Um, but I just, I felt so cross, like I was really hard on myself. Um, mm. I was just like, oh, you, you and saying some really unkind things to myself. It's not even a big deal necessarily, but I think I've realised I do this quite a lot over little things in life. So I was mm. just like, Oh, Hannah, it's typical of you, isn't it? You didn't check the small print. I did check the small print. It wouldn't have made any difference. But I'm just telling myself these lies, feeling like I've done something really wrong. But actually, I hadn't done anything wrong. It just didn't go to plan. And that guilt that I was feeling was entirely misplaced. And instead of just shoving it to the side, I embraced it. And made myself feel even worse um yeah just why do we do that I do that a lot and I was thinking about how the arrogance of it as well because that's such a misplaced sense of responsibility or control isn't it that of like the idea that if I plan well enough or if I'm thorough and careful enough in my planning then I will somehow avoid calamity that is such a lie because of course I can't control life or other people or situations around me um yeah but then I I do agree with you that I I do
0: think people do that all the time I heard a Christian the other day apologizing for the weather to someone else (laughs) and I was just like what are you doing like what what are you doing Like as if it's your fault that the weather's like this, you know. And I I do think there's something of a British thing in that, and it drives me actually drives me bananas because I'm just like, stop apologising, like stuff that is just like what are you apologizing yeah. for like people over apologize yeah. all the time but then you've got like you said the weird thing of like when people actually do something wrong yeah. they don't apologize yeah. for it i know and so you think you've actually you've just spent your time <laughs> apologizing for nonsense stuff yeah that you don't need to apologize for yeah this you've actually done wrong yeah like, you've actually yeah. done this wrong here yeah so, but but you're not going to apologize for that yeah and so yeah. i just i find it such a weird thing i do um but I think that what you're, I don't know, I felt like at the beginning you were saying it, that in terms of before God, you feel like it's an easier one to stand and know that you're not guilty. But before people, harder. It's hard,
1: yeah and I yeah, think, but yeah. He, yeah. And even with yourself, I think sometimes I am like my biggest enemy myself and like the things that I will tell myself. But yeah, definitely with other people too. And when you feel like, People are commenting on things or done things. I do wonder if it's... Per- I don't know. I don't know if it's a bit of personality thing. I feel like I seem to invite quite a lot of comment um, mm, yeah. on life I've, that I've I, I don't that. perceive other people. Yeah. E- even on, like, little things of, like, parenting or kind of just...
0: Yeah. But I think sometimes... Th- this is a bit off topic, but I think sometimes if people perceive you in a particular way, like, they're quite confident... Yeah. They seem to have it together. I've had this a lot throughout my life of people think that they can say actually quite harsh stuff to me because I'll just it's like water off a duck's back.
1: Yeah. I've actually had
0: people say like that stuff to me before and actually I'm quite sensitive. Yeah. I'm way more sensitive than people think. Yeah. Um but people sometimes look at you and think they can just say anything and then you're like, "Oh, actually I really take stuff to heart." yeah and I really think about it, and I really go over it, and I have to stop myself from doing that um but i but yeah, I think being kind to yourself is really important, isn't it, and yeah, watching like I what think, you're yeah. saying over yourself yeah. when you get yeah. something wrong yeah. um because and I think Wendy talked about this when we did the identity podcast of like it's when you muck stuff up that it really shows like what you think of your identity in Jesus or what you think about how God sees you, because it is, it's quite easy to say, Oh yeah, I'm a child of God. Like he loves me when we're getting stuff, right? Because part of your brain goes, of course he does. (laughs) <laughs> I'm bossing this life, you know, and it's absolutely ludicrous and false. But yeah. when life's going well, you can sort of deceive yourself that of, like, of course he does. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite helpful to the kingdom, I can do all this stuff. Yeah, um, but then it's like, yeah, when you get it wrong and you've mucked it up, you suddenly can't say that anymore. Yeah, but like, knowing that your father God still says the same thing over you, yeah, is, is really important when you're actually. Not an asset to the kingdom of God. <laughs> he just chooses to use us because he is graceful, gracious, graceful. No, he is graceful. Like, <laughs> I just had an image of God dancing there, which oh, was
1: just funny. Is he speaking to you about that again, Joey? No, oh, stop it. Oh,
0: gosh. oh my goodness. And um, that's be another podcast. But tonight we're talking about guilt, not me dancing. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was reading, I read this passage in Ephesians, I was reading it last night and it just really stood out to me because I was thinking about this um, podcast on guilt and it says Mm. this, for he, that's God, chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless Mm. in his sight. Mm. And when I, like, I love that because I think when I describe myself, I well, now I would a bit more, but like holy and blameless, Mm. like Mm. before God, when so often I'm blaming myself for stuff. Um, I mean, I, I, I didn't think I did it very much. And then when I became a parent, it was a whole new level of blaming yourself for stuff. Um, because it never feels like you get it right. I mean, there's a very rare day when I can sort of high-five myself and be like, yes, today (laughs) was a good parenting day. But generally it's like, oh, no, (laughs) it's gone wrong again. (laughs) Um, But I just love that, that God says over me that I'm holy and blameless in his sight. And he he chose me even before he'd created this world, even before I could do anything. Mm. Like he saw me in my, like, horrendous state of like sin and despair mm. and darkness and he still like had purpose over me and purpose over my life and I just love that right. and I think I am because I get the privilege of sharing you know the good news of Jesus in prison a lot and just watching people who know that they
1: are guilty yeah yeah it's a total lifeline like, yeah, yeah
0: t- saying to them yeah well, because of Jesus, like if you believed in Jesus, you've been set free. And really watching them take hold of that is beautiful. Yeah. Because you just think they know they're guilty, right? Yeah. So they're just like, what can I do to yeah. to deal with this? Like almost doing a prison sentence isn't enough yeah. because I've still got to live with this. And so then when you offer them the, like, well, Jesus offers you this, yeah. um, you know, if you believe in him and all the rest of it, you know, you just think you can really see the freedom there that's yeah. just within their grasp. Yeah. And they're just like, wow, I could I could live differently. Like what I've done, the mistakes I've made, the crimes I've done don't define yeah. how I'm seen, how I'm loved by this yeah. God. And yeah. that, that does blow my mind.
1: Yeah, it does. And it's quite a bit of a warning and a little bit scary isn't it as opposed to people who don't think they've done anything wrong yeah Um, and that verse we've talked about before God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble if you know that you're in need of his help you're gonna access it very readily aren't you when you know it's available or as you know if you think you're fine on your own you never need it do you and that's terrifying prospect isn't it
0: yeah i yeah i i also just think that th- that the enemy loves to accuse us particularly those who are children of god because he mm. knows that if we really live in the freedom from guilt mm. then that's one of the big things i think he uses to hold people back yeah and um and for me, the main way to counteract those accusations is to is to quote scripture, so like I remember really early on, and this is a favorite of a lot of people, is one John one nine mm. which is, "If we confess our sins, he that's God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and there have been times where I've really had to like really quote that to myself because I'm feeling way down. Like even after I've said, sorry, even after I've come to God and said, I've mucked it up again, God, I'm really sorry. I don't want to behave like this. Please help me to change. Yeah, It's still that sort of accusing voice, which is not God, but the accusing voice of like, you've mucked it up again. How can you possibly come to God? And then, so that's for me, I have to really quote that Bible passage I just shared. Yeah. Out, like to myself of like he is faithful and just like the only confidence we have in life is his faithfulness and his just justice yeah. like not ours we're not faithful at all
1: yeah
0: um thank goodness that he is faithful and that it's never going to change and that he's never gonna pull back the mercy that he's sold out offered to us yeah, yeah because I just think we're we're lost without it like you know you can live a life free from guilt everyone listening yeah
1: yeah yeah how wonderful which is amazing yeah when we grasp
0: it we're like yes
1: yeah bring it on yeah and like what you've described there by like knowing those verses as well is because I don't want to deceive myself I don't want to tell myself I'm not guilty if I am um and I you know I don't want to yeah I just don't want to deceive myself but what you've described there and what we're talking about isn't it of like it really matters what is true and aligning ourselves yeah. with what is true and the truth yeah. is which is quite even once you know it I think you just you need to learn it learn it learn it learn it through your life isn't yeah. it that like it is actually true if you're born again if you're a child of God you are blameless like you said that's that's the description of us that is his word you blameless in his sight so however we feel like we want to align ourselves with that truth it matters is it true or not that really matters yeah and if it's true yeah. i want to change my thinking to match yeah what is true Absolutely. i want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind and yeah. and then moments in real life in real time when you're dealing with feelings of guilt like putting them uh, like aligning those feelings with what is true as well which gives you the courage to confront something if you have done something wrong yeah um but like my little example about like that holiday thing and I felt that I felt frustration and I felt um cross with myself but you can kind of knock that one on the head if you know the truth of it is I don't think I did anything wrong, particularly there. It's just life. But even if I had, even if that was my mistake, like Jesus has declared me not guilty, and I'm not going to argue with him. (laughs) Yeah. And just draw a line and get on with enjoying your holiday. Don't let these little things ruin your day ruin your week ruin your month because I think we do let so many of this little things we like do. that ruin our day ruin our month ruin our relationships where we could have just yep. moved on or we could have set things right um and that is not that is what is trying to save us from isn't it
0: yeah, and I, I also think that we, are, we shouldn't be doing either the Holy Spirit's work for ourselves or Satan's work for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think Satan's job is to accuse us let's not add on to that yeah (laughs) because it's bad enough when he doesn't yeah he doesn't need us to give him a helping hand to do that yeah and also like the holy spirit perfectly capable of convicting us yeah and when he does it it's so much more gentle yeah but clear like when when the holy spirit convicts me it's firm Mm. it's gentle, it's, Mm. you know, unequivocal. It's quite funny, I
1: find. I think he's got a real sense of humour about it. Well, depending on what it it is. Yeah, I I think he does.
0: But (laughs) generally when he's convicting me of um, something I've done wrong, I'm not normally laughing.
1: (laughs) I I mean it in the way he's said a couple of things to me recently that I was just like, that's quite funny the way you've said that. And yes, Uh, I do realise I'm being ridiculous. (laughs) Anyway, carry on.
0: Well, no, I was just thinking that we... Um, we need to stick to his conviction of it. And so I think the main thing to do is just to keep really short accounts with the Holy Spirit of just every day um, to be saying to him, like, are there things that I've done wrong today that I need to, like, come back and repent of and then treat them as done once I've done Mm. that. And then Mm. tomorrow start again because i i sort of spoke to a girl in prison who was sort of praying and each night she'd pray something about like sorry for the things i've done wrong today and yesterday and the day before and i was like this is all great apart from this one thing which is you deal with today yeah and then you accept god's forgiveness for today and tomorrow you start again like we're not talking about like the last 10 years or whatever yeah. you take each day and yeah. just deal with each day yeah, bite-sized but chunks I, yeah but i think that um but keeping like a, I think this is how we keep a soft heart on it of like short accounts with the Holy Spirit of just
1: yeah.
0: convict me of the things I've done wrong. I want to, I want to follow you. I want to, um, I know that I can't do anything to, to aid my salvation. You've done it all, but yeah. I want to live a life that follows you and that is like you, Jesus. So mm. convict me of the things that I've done wrong. I will say sorry for them Yeah. and then we can move on from it. And yeah. I think doing that means, and again, it comes back to what you were saying, when you know that ultimately you are forgiven, you can have the boldness and the courage to say that because you know, ultimately that you stand in front of a God who approves of you. Mm. Um, and, I, and I just think that's really important, keeping short accounts and just letting the Holy Spirit convict, giving him opportunity to do that and not, Trying to do his job but doing it worse yeah. because we're so harsh with like we're either really permissive of ourselves and yeah. let ourselves off everything, yeah, or lots of stuff, or we're really harsh, and we're often a bit of both in yeah. different ways yeah. to extremes, yeah. and actually, it's just like the Holy Spirit is tempered, yeah, yeah and generally like is very careful and gentle when when convicting us of things, yeah. Um and, you know, and I just think we just need to let him do his job and not try and do it for him yeah. worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think that's a good place to stop, don't you? Yeah, And I right. think it's worth when we stop just asking that question again of, like, are you not guilty? Like, us, yeah. ask it of us, but people listening, are you not guilty before God? Like, have you said yes to that? Um Who's and standing in the dock it's of true? your life. Yeah, exactly. Like you're saying, he's you standing in the dock of your life or is Jesus? Um, yeah. Do you believe it's true?
0: Yeah. Great. Fab. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back again soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at thenotsopurfectchristianlife.com.